Our second scripture reading comes to us from Zephaniah chapter 3, verses 14 through 20. You can find it in your pew Bibles on page 1,466. 1,466. Zephaniah chapter 3, verses 14 through 20. Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. On that day, they will say to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands hang limp. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. The sorrows for the appointed feasts I will remove from you. They, they are a burden and a reproach to you. At that time, I will deal with all who oppressed you. I will rescue the lame and gather those who have been scattered. I will give them praise and honor in every land where they were put to shame. At that time, I will gather you. At that time, I will bring you home. I will give you honor and praise among all the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your very eyes, says the Lord. Thus sends our reading of God's infallible word. May all who hear it sing loud praises of joy. As children fill out their Christmas lists, they dream of what might come. They are filled with excitement and anticipation. For the older ones, experience from years past gives rise to a level of certainty that good things are coming their way. It is this hope that turns to joy even before a single gift is placed underneath that tree. Do you remember this feeling that you had as a child? Do you recall the, the wonder and the awe that you felt on Christmas Eve, knowing that that next day would bring to you great delight? It was to a similar anticipation that the prophet called Judah to. Zephaniah lived during the reign of King Josiah, just prior to the Babylonian invasion. Yet his prophetic words of judgment came true as God brought about his destruction upon that idolatrous nation. The Jews, they were swept away by the Babylonians, and the temple of God was razed. 
halting the feast and celebrations that had once taken place in that holy city. Because of the sins of the people, the, the sacred room of God was left barren. The Lord no longer dwelt among them. Joy turned into sorrow, and a great burden was placed upon the people. The honor that came from being God's chosen was gone, and shame filled their hearts. It was a time of fear. It was a time of despair. For none knew how long their God would punish them. <coughs> However, even as they tarried through the darkness, God gave to Zephaniah another vision, a glimpse of the light that was to come. For those exiles in Babylon, the prophet's words, they began with gloom. They spoke of their shameful past, yet they culminated with the hope of a bright future. A promise beyond anyone's imagination. It was writing such as this that carried them through their ordeals and gave them a true reason to rejoice. For them, anticipation of the, the king that was to come filled their hearts with gladness. For they knew God's word to be trustworthy and faithful. Salvation was on its way. And that is reason enough to sing. Advent means coming. It is at this time of year when the church anticipates the coming of its Lord. We look backwards to the first advent, to that babe lying in a manger. And we also look forward to Christ's second coming, when he shall reveal himself in his full glory to the nations when he will make all things right for those who trust in him. Zephaniah points to, to both advents. It anticipates the joy that is to come and demands that all of heaven's citizens lift their voices and sing. Look at Zephaniah 3 verse 14. Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your hearts, O daughter of Jerusalem. The prophet sees the future salvation as if it had already happened. So he calls on the children of God to rejoice. Sing, O daughter of of Zion, Zion, that ancient hill, that refuge of old, that mount where God protects his children from the enemy's arrows. Shout aloud, O Israel, sons of Jacob, come forth 
and do not be silent. No, be glad and rejoice with all of your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem, you citizens who dwell in David's city, the home of that righteous king of old, for salvation is upon you. So do not be silent. John 12, verse 13. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. As this prophet foresees, the reason for such joy comes in the form of a king. Look at verse 15. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The Lord, the king of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. The judgment upon Israel is finished. The enemy that had taken them captive is no more. Babylon has fallen and the punishment is complete. And now restoration can begin. Glory will once again return to the land for the Lord the king of Israel is with you. Before Saul, the Jews had no earthly ruler. Yahweh was their king. And he dwelt in their midst, leading them by cloud and by fire. Yet their idolatrous hearts grew weary. So they petitioned to be like the, the other nations. They desired to follow a man. So God relented. He gave them over to their heart's desires, and Saul took the throne. Yet his reign was short-lived, for he was not a man after God's own heart. David was chosen instead, and he was promised an heir, one whose kingdom would never end. Matthew chapter 2 verses 1 and 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Christ, the King of Israel, is none less than God in human flesh. Jesus became a man to turn back your enemies. Never shall you fear them again, for he is a mighty warrior that saves. The, the accusations of your accuser have been removed and your guilt has been wiped away. And once again, God dwells in your midst. 
He is your king. He is Emmanuel. And he is worthy of your praise. Verses 16 and 17. On that day they will say to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands hang limp. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. The prophet repeats himself again. Do not fear. And do not be discouraged. Lift up your drooping limbs. Those hands that have given up and given in. For the Lord your God is with you. Jesus has come to his people, and he is mighty to save. Matthew 1, verses 20 and 21. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Yes, this king of Israel is none other than the Lord your God. His name is Jesus, which means Yahweh saves, for he rescues you from your sins. He lived the righteous life that you could not. He then took up the penalty for your sins as he died upon the cross. The wrath and the judgment of God was poured out on him so that his people would not suffer. All who repent of their sins and trust in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. So rejoice, for Christ takes great delight in you, and he will quiet you with his love. He will calm you with his compassion. And once you are still, once your fears are put at ease, he will be the one singing over you. God uses such language to remind you of his love for you. It pleases God to bring you mercy. Your sinful nature, all too often it, it wants you to forget. And Satan battles fiercely, twisting the truths of these words. And the world, it will tell you that it's just not true. A virgin cannot become pregnant. And God did not become a man. This is the ploy of your enemies. To extinguish God's word 
within your heart that you might not remember the love that your Savior has for you. Yet God is tender with his children, demonstrating his grace and his mercy through his restorative work within you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Verse 18. The sorrows for the appointed feasts I will remove from you. They are a burden and a reproach to you. For the Jews in exile, the feasts became a time of mourning. For no longer could they enter the temple of their God. <clears throat> no more could they enter into his presence. As their appointed days approached, such holy days became a burden and a reproach. They were reminders of former failures and of the punishment that they were to endure. The destruction of the temple meant sorrow for God's people. Until it could be rebuilt and the sacrifices for sins could be made once again. John chapter 2, verse 19. Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and I will raise it again in three days. In a house of stone, Yahweh made his abode among the Jews. In the inner sanctuary, in the holy of holies, God dwelt among his people. Now, in Christ, stone has become flesh, and the holy of holies has become a man. The sacrifice for sins commenced once more upon that cross. The true Lamb of God bled for his people. He has bled for you. And he offers forgiveness and cleansing to any who will turn from their sin in unbelief and place their faith in him. He will rescue you from your enemies, sin, death, and the devil. Verse 19. At that time, I will deal with all who oppressed you. I will rescue the lame and gather those who have been scattered. I will give them praise and honor in every land where they were put to shame. The prophet now points to a time of justice. Those who oppress God's people will be dealt with. And the lame and the scattered will be rescued. They will be brought home. It is the lowly and the despised that will receive honor and praise. And this will happen in the midst of their enemies, the very ones who put them to shame. 
1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 and 29. Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. Christ, when he rose from the dead, he brought victory over sin, death, and the devil. The wisdom of this world believed that death was a solution. And so they hung their king upon a tree. The wisdom of God reveals that life is the true answer. Jesus takes the broken of this world and makes them whole once more. He takes you, cracked and damaged, dead in your trespasses, and he breathes life into you. He revitalizes you. He pours himself into you. And so Jesus is the first fruit of the life that is to come. Verse 20. At that time, I will gather you. At that time, I will bring you home. I will give you honor and praise among all the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your very eyes, says the Lord. Zephaniah speaks of a return of the Jews to the promised land. Yet he he peers beyond that to a time when their true home would be revealed. Look at 2 Peter 3, verse 13. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of the righteous of righteousness for the Jews in exile it was an anticipation of the coming king and a return to the holy land for you you eagerly await the second advent of your lord and the arrival of the new heavens and the new earth where God will give you honor, where he will restore your fortunes before your very eyes. For you will be in the midst of your king, the very one who rescued you. And for that, the prophet is not wrong when he commands of you, sing, O daughter of Zion, Shout aloud, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. 
Let us pray. Father, this time of year, our hearts are filled with anticipation. We remember that first advent of your son, Jesus, who inaugurated his kingdom with his arrival. And we look forward with bated breath for Christ's second advent when he will return in his full glory to consummate his kingdom. Our joy comes in the hope of the new heavens and the new earth where you will be our king and dwell among us. Fill us now with your Holy Spirit as you guide us towards Christmas morning. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.